Welcome to the Commercial Kitchen Chronicles, the podcast dedicated to the commercial food equipment repair industry. My name is Pat Finley. I'm a lead master certified technician at General Parts Group and a certified Cephesa trainer. My goal is to shine a light on what I believe to be one of the most interesting and rewarding industries a field service technician can work in. I love the work I do, and I'm glad you're here listening to this podcast. In this episode, we discuss everything with Gil Cavey from the HVAC Uncensored Podcast. Now to the show. What's up, everybody? I got Gil Cavey on with the HVAC Uncensored Podcast. Uh, Gil's been a real cool guy. He's helped me out with a lot of things, and I'm glad to have him on here. He's been a good friend, and look forward to hanging out and talking to him tonight. Thanks for having me, buddy. I I appreciate it, man. I'm I'm glad. Like I said, I'm a fan. I'm glad you finally got this thing going, man. Because I really think if you stay consistent, like we talked about, this thing will blow up. Because that whole kitchen space, there's not a lot of people doing it, man. And I know there's a lot of people out there to do it. So, but I'm I'm glad that you're. I know it's a lot of work, but I'm glad that you're getting into it and stay consistent, man. I'm happy for you. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate I, it. Oh, I, sorry, that was me. Uh, you're all right. It's a. Uh, it's definitely hard to do i mean we're understaffed short staffed and it's just trying to find time but i'm just making a point to try to at least interview somebody once a week hang out with somebody i mean i can put out stuff on my own but i feel so weird just like talking to myself in front of the camera and i can't really do it so i like and i enjoy uh, interviewing people and stuff um but it's it's coming around um who knows i may find someone to try to be a co-host eventually who knows what i can work up my sleeve um i got some pretty decent news good news my son actually is going to start with me next week and I'm actually going to be training him, which is going to be kind of weird, but uh, I'm the top tech in my market, so I want him to stay with me and learn from me. It's going to be it's going to be trying the first couple of weeks, I imagine, but um, I think he'll catch on. Just I just got to try to separate, you know, family from work. It's going to be the hard thing. That's awesome, dude. Good for I, that's cool. That your son's son's going to do it. I I w- mean I. So I don't want to say I don't want my son to work with me because obviously I do. I just, I want him, I know he's got a future elsewhere, yeah. um, but I wish he would still come with me just to learn the skills. Like sometimes it's just like knowing how to turn a screwdriver, like knowing a little bit of, of electricity. Cause like, even if he doesn't like some of these skills that I learned from my dad, like say I didn't ever go into this industry, you know, I can change outlets at my house. I can change faucets, fix a toilet, you know, like, those little things, if you teach your kid that stuff, if they don't even come into the trade, that goes a long way as they get older and they become a man of their own house. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's. he's never really been really mechanical. He bought a truck last year and I've helped him do some stuff on it. And uh, he's bashed his knuckles into the concrete and done some other stuff. <laughs> you might want to open your hand and you're pushing on that. And as soon as I said it, the wrench slipped and right into the concrete. I thought he broke his hand. So uh, he's got a long ways to go, but I think it'll be all right. He uh, learns pretty fast. Um, He's already trying to get his hands on some uh, information as far as training on some certain equipment and stuff. So we'll see what's going on. What's going on, Chris? Thanks for joining, bud. The HVACR videos here. Oh, yeah. Got the big dog, Chris, in here. What's up, brother? <laughs> Chris is another great one, man. He, uh, he kind of helped me uh, do this venture. I mean, just watching him and, you know, how he's just honest and open and everything that he does, it's, he's been a pretty good inspiration. And, I've actually learned a tremendous amount from him, so I really look up to Chris. So, yeah, Chris is Chris is a good dude, man. Like I, I said on the podcast, it's funny we're doing this, and my podcast with you actually releases tomorrow, the audio version. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so glad to have a uh, a friendship with Chris and being able to meet him and hang out with him in person. He's he's a smart dude, and his obviously his YouTube channel is done fucking amazing because 
because he's smart and he shows things and he's real. Like if he makes a mistake, he shows it. You know what I mean? Like some people used to cut that stuff out. And I feel like a lot of things on here, people like authenticity, good or bad. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I've learned that. Like I've made mistakes. Like, I'll make a video and I'll reshoot it. And then once I edit it all together, I was like, man, you can tell I like said this five times before I got it the way I wanted. I was like, I just now when I make a video, it, what happens happens. And if I look bad, I look bad. But I mean, nobody's perfect if you come off perfect you, people know better i mean we're not stupid we're technicians mm. shit out for a living so exactly chris said he's he's blushing over there That's yeah. he's a he's a good dude man yeah just the only thing is if he hands you some candy don't take it <laughs> he gave me a hat so i wasn't eating that so yeah I, I had the pleasure of finally meeting chris i've talked to him for a couple of years i actually won one of his giveaways for christmas um, a couple of years ago and i finally got to meet him at the uh, ahr expo um where i met up with you and a bunch of other guys and I was blown away. Um, he's he's just nice in person as he is in the videos and online. Yeah, I told him it was funny when I saw him because the first when I first met Chris in Orlando, uh, he had like really short, like almost like a buzz cut. And uh, when I this year, he had like long hair with like facial hair, and I'm like, damn, dude, what's going on? Like it's <laughs> yeah, that kills me. I got a friend of mine that's like that too. I've known him for years, and he's always had a shaved head. And then I didn't see him for a couple months. All of a sudden, he came back with like this luscious mane of hair and I'm like what? he's a firefighter and he's like oh he's like it's just easier for me to shave it all the time than to you know wear it in the turnout gear and then Chris did the same thing he's got all his hair and I'm like you just buzzed it for no reason I was like I am so jealous man yeah. <laughs> I, me too this this is long hair for me <laughs> dude mine started falling out like 17 junior year in high school my hairline started to recede I, I just by the time I was 24 I just started shaving every other day sometimes I shave once a week just depends on what's going on Sorry, Chris's comment. I, I I did know what you were giving with me. No, I'm I'm just joking. Um, just California guys, man. Knew yeah, he, he gave me some some candy, and I I, I knew what it was. It's, it's just an inside joke uh, with him. Um, I felt like a million bucks. I'll just say that I felt like a a million bucks. But Chris did say maybe you shouldn't take another one, and I was like, Nah, dude, it's good. And he was like, You sure? It's like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> and uh, we're in that we're in this. Um, <laughs> uh, um, was it the bar or whatever? No, it was um, damn it, uh, sushi restaurant. Nice. And uh, I'm like, zonked out. Yeah, I'm just sitting there in a zone, man. Uh, it was That's it was pretty great. funny. It was it was a good time. I was stalking him, man. I was outside Paris, and he was staying in Paris. I was like, hey, come out here, and he didn't message me back. He was busy with his wife. I was just giving him a hard time. I wanted to meet him before the show, but uh, it was a. It was definitely cool. He actually sought me out at the HVAC Tactical Awards and like came up to me and I was like, I was like so starstruck, man. I was like, Chris Stevens came up and talked to me. <laughs> well, I got to my table and I was like freaking out because I sat with Hoosier HVAC HVACR Dave Elliott and then like I get to the table and there's Eric Oni and Andy Mickelson. I was like, what the hell? How did I get stuck with these guys? Like this was freaking amazing, dude. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it is cool. It's one thing that like when, I don't know like. Do I look short on like camera? Like, do I look like I would be a shorter guy? No, no. Because everybody sees me in person, they're like, "You're way taller than I thought you were." I'm like, "What do you think I was like a fucking midget or something?" Like, uh, I mean, I'm I'm okay. six one. I'm 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 not a little guy. I'm way fatter than I appear on camera. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm working on that, man. I lost like a hundred pounds going up to Vegas to AHR and I've gained like 30 of it back because I've been to Vegas. I went to Vegas for AHR and I turned around like six weeks later, went back. Then I went to uh, Daytona for a week and I just kind of 
I don't eat totally stupid, but I just don't do what I'm supposed to do. So I got that my barn built finally, and I, I got a pretty nice home gym setting up up there for my kids and me. So try to get out there for at least thirty to forty five minutes a day. So we'll see how that goes. See if I can get down to like. 270 for AHR next year because I hear it's going to be a black uh, tie event at HVAC Tactical Wars and I got to be looking good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to get me another uh, another tux. Um, that, that was a good time. I was actually just talking to Ben Poole the other day. We were talking about some stuff and uh, um, we were talking about the next award show because I guess he's making the promo for this year mm-hmm. and uh, I, I can't wait to see like I think even this year is going to be three times the size of last year. But you think of like in like three or four years, I bet you there's a couple thousand people at this award show. Like he, he really started something that's really, it's awesome. And it's really going to take off. Oh, that's amazing, man. It's, it's great to see these guys get awards. I didn't know anything about it until pretty late on. And luckily I keep talking about Dave, but Dave's a pretty good friend and he got me on, got me tickets. And um, I was glad I went. It was a great time. The swag was amazing. I met a lot of cool people. I was starstruck. I felt like a little kid. Like I was seeing celebrities, you know, baseball players, football players. And it's all these people in the industry that have YouTube and social media. And uh, I was just blown away. And I look forward to it. I know he said he was releasing on double it, but I bet it's probably more than double. Um, I was over at RLS this week hanging out with uh, Paul and Jessica over there. And I guess they already signed on to be a sponsor. So I'm looking forward to see what all is going to happen. That's for sure. Yeah, I can't wait to. And it's funny when you say that because like, I'm just a regular dude and anybody knows me knows that's who I am. But when I meet people and they're like, uh, I remember going to my first HR in Orlando and um, Mike Mayberry, um, uh, yeah, reefer guy, he's doing a demo at Solderweld and I'm standing over there just bullshitting like him, Lance from Solderweld and some other people. And these group of like younger, they're probably like in like their early 20s are looking and, and Mike goes, oh, well, this is blah, 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 blah. And that's Gil from HVAC Uncensored. You would have thought that he just told those kids that Michael Jordan's standing there or LeBron James. These kids wanted me to like sign their shirt and shit. And I'm like, hey man, like, I mean, it feels cool. I'm not gonna sit here and act like it's not it's not cool, but it's it's funny though, because it's like I'm a HVAC guy, man. Like I, I am nobody fucking special. Like the first time I met Hughes, he was like, Oh my god, I'm standing here next to Gil. And I'm like, I'm like, you know what's <laughs> He's got more subscribers on YouTube than I do. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, but it, it's, that's the fun part of this. Like I, I, I've said a million times is the relationships. Like when I go to HR, podcasting is really the least on my mind. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because the podcast all the, throughout the year, are the ones that make or break you, the ones at the show are just kind of fun to have. Uh, it's good content, but the relationships of the people you meet, hanging out with guys like, Chris and Tersh Blissett and, you know, from Service Business Mastery and Josh and like, you know, other people, you, other people like that, like that's what makes them so fun meeting the other people because then you start to do these collaborations and things like that and it's it's really fun. Like that's the part that I love. That's why I'll never miss an AHR. I really need to start going to some more of these events like uh, ACA. Um, I'm supposed to be a guest speaker at the Women's and HVACR event Uh in um this tells you how bad it is i don't even know i think it's in like october or something um but i don't my wife's gonna have to go to that because i tell my wife like yeah i'm gonna go be a guest speaker at the women in hvacr and she's like yeah the fucking not you're going to that (laughs) shout out to refrigeration and kitchen eq tech uh he does the same stuff i do and he's he's been making videos on how to um 
do some repair stuff. He's got a pretty good channel, pretty good content. But he's watched a video from Ryan, and uh, Ryan had a pretty cool video from the award show, and it's gained a little, a lot of interest from that. So that was pretty cool of Ryan to do. But yeah, shout out to him, and he's a good dude. Um, yeah. um I look. Uh, I mean, Mike, I have a goal. I think I told you just a couple weeks ago. You know, when we talked, is I I want to do a podcast there. I mean, if I get thirty minutes or whatever, I mean. I got to do what I got to do. But like I was talking to you and you're waiting on someone to show up to do a podcast with you there. And I was like, please don't ask me to be on here because the guy hadn't showed up yet. I was like, please don't ask me to do this. Please don't ask me to do this. I mean, I started this on a whim. So I have ADHD. So I bounce around all the time. I'm all over the place, dude. I can't focus on one thing. And one day I was like, hey, I want to do a podcast. You know, I was like, then a couple weeks went by. I was like, ah, you know, it is what it is. And my work found wind of it. And they're like, hey, no, we want you to do this. And I was like, oh, no, now I'm doing it. <laughs> but it's been a blast. I just, Got to find time and do it, dude. If, if you want a po- if you want a god damn it, this thing keeps going big. Um, if you want a podcast at AHR, I you I'll get you to podcast at AHR. Like I'm serious. If if you want to do it, then we'll we'll make it happen. So if you're gonna be there in Atlanta, um, I gotta book my room tonight. My wife's been looking, and we're kind of late to the game. But I think she wants to rent. I think she found some apartments pretty close, and she wants to rent some fancy apartment or something. Who knows of her. <laughs> Yeah, so we we can do it two ways. Like you can come on with me, mm-hmm. or I can introduce you to uh, Nicole Bush, um, and she can get on and get and get a time slot, and then you can go up that way. Your logo's up on there. So however you want to do it, let me know. I may just talk to her and see. I, I just got to be more consistent. I don't want to sign up for it and then I don't have time and be committed. So I want to get a little more time and get a little more consistent. But yeah, refrigeration and kitchen EQ tech. Yeah. I had a ton of footage from the NRA show and it actually that's when I was having problems with my solid state drive and my Adobe software and I it kind of got corrupted and I lost a bunch of it. But the NRA show is National Restaurant Association. I had to specify that when I made the video. Like it's not the Pew Pew show, it's actual like kitchen equipment. It's a huge show. It's up in Chicago every year, and it's at the uh, big convention center out there. And it's it's nothing but food manufacturers, equipment manufacturers, third party vendors, all that kind of stuff. It was cool. It was a blast. Like you walk around all day. If you leave out of that place hungry, something's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. I that was the only second ever like trade show thing I ever been to. I went to I went to a- AHR, and then I went to that, and I was just blown away. I had my camera, and I was recording, but. There was a lot of cool stuff I didn't get a chance to see because it was so busy. Like, um, Middleby had a booth and they had the robot out there cooking food and stuff, and everyone just swarmed it. So I didn't get any videos of it, any good videos of that. So maybe next year I'll get some better stuff. Yeah, I- I'm gonna carry one of my like like uh, Ryan Hughes had the had the good idea. Like there, it's it's just about capturing footage, and like I was trying to carry like my nice expensive cameras around, and it just gets to be too much. You're fucking lugging it around and. Is the battery charge? So now I'm just, I'm just gonna like I'm gonna bring one of my nice cameras still, but I'm also uh, I'm gonna bring like the GoPro, and then I have one of those. It's called the um, what is it? The Pocket 4K, the DJI Pocket 4.2 or something like that. And the thing shoots 4K video. It's got like a built-in gimbal, and it's like it's like this big. And I've been using it. Um, and at first I was like, oh, well this this video is gonna be goofy. Like it's not gonna look as good. You can't tell. So I think I'm gonna take that and just shoot video that way, and it's gonna be so much so much easier. It, it even has a little lav mic with the kit. I got the Creators kit, and um, sound quality is good and it's nice and simple. So I'm like, I'm just gonna do that. I'm coming back. This camera auto timed off. <laughs> wow. I was wondering. I was like, damn. I was like, good thing we ain't playing the blinking game. You would have won. 
No, it's got a, a half hour timer as long as it'll go. And I forgot to hit a button. So I was like, hey, why did I freeze? And I was like, oh, shit, it turned off. Well, you know what those cameras, if you, you don't have to hit record. No, I know, but it's got the auto off feature. So I have a, an AC adapter plugged into it so it stays powered all the time. But with this particular camera, the software that's in it, it has a half hour auto off. You can't like disable it. So you got to hit a button. And I turned mm -hmm. it off beforehand. So it froze for a second. But my picture is still there at least. So. Yeah, I know some of the old Sony's used to have something like that. Uh, but as long as you, if you just plugged into it and didn't actually hit record, it wouldn't go off. So that's why that's why I said that. I don't have to hit record or anything. Um, I have to do well once I click the button, turn it on, it goes into live mode, and it probably turns it on internally. But what's up, Dave? How are you been, man? Dave Johnson Ola is uh, another kitchen guy. What's up, fellas? Just so you know, I. I started out in the kitchen world, refrigeration, kitchen equipment. So I'm I'm not I'm not a nobody. I I, I know I know that area. He I'm knows what you do. He knows the grease. Yeah, my I use a um and uh Samsung S21 Plus for most of my footage. I have a GoPro Hero Eight, and man, some days the batteries are great, and some days the batteries last five minutes. I don't get it, and it's the same batteries, and I always charge them up. But it just it, it's so frustrating with them. So I need to get a new one, see if it does any better. Yeah, well, sometimes, like I've learned, dude, and and it, this is me to a T. When I first started, they call it, uh, like the the bigger content creators call it gas, gear acquisition syndrome. <laughs> yeah, you keep thinking like, oh, I can't do this until I get this new camera, or this new microphone, or I get this. And really, in the beginning, it's all about producing content. I mean, if you have a phone, whatever, start with your phone. As you start getting a little traction, then get another better microphone. Um, I, I spent way too much money way too soon and half of the shit i didn't even need i was I mean, saying to me i bought i hadn't even started i didn't made an episode yet and i'd go out and buy a roadcaster pro and <laughs> and it so i've got i've got the road uh wireless go-to's um i use that a lot for work though if i'm recording for work i can clip that onto my shirt and i kind of isolate a lot of the background noise out because in the kitchens man there's always music playing and I've been nailed so many times with copyright strikes. I'm like, I'm, I'm not monetized, so it doesn't really matter. But it's like I get nailed all the time. And, like, I'll get videos on Instagram or Facebook where they, you know, mute it or take it down. I'm like, this is stupid. I'm like, it's in the background. I'm not trying to make money off none of this. But a lot of times my, I got a buddy, Jason Latimer. He does some content on TikTok and Instagram and stuff. But he literally just takes his phone, turns it on record, throws it in his pocket and just, like, records everything he does. And it looks great. I'm like... I feel so stupid. I'm over here setting up tripods and clamp on phone holders. This guy's recording out of his pocket and it's better than anything I've done. It's like, it's driving me nuts. Yeah, it's just, and, and there's two different kinds of people. So I always say there's like the, it's all, like I told you, it's all about consistency, being consistent. Like if you look at Chris, he puts out so many videos every week. He does his live stream every week and he's been doing that for a long time. People know on a certain days to look for Chris. Um, you know, so there's, there's people that do like really good quality. Like they worry about quality content and they do it like once a week, or you have somebody like Steve Lav, you know, Steve Lav puts a video every day. His picture's not the best. It's not like crazy edited, mm -hmm. but people know, Hey, I'm getting a video from Steve Lav every day, Monday through Friday, sometimes on the weekend. So there's, there's, it's not kind of like a one size fits all. You know what I mean? Yeah, I used to be addicted to his videos, dude. I used to watch them all the time. Steve's funny, man. <laughs> he gets on a little rant occasionally, gets kind of mad. It's funny, but he was a. It was always good to watch his videos. I haven't watched any in a while. I need to subscribe to this account and check him out. It's been a while. 
Steve's one of those old heads used to tell me all the time. They're like, your, your podcast is never going to grow if you're cussing, Gil. You got to keep it clean or it won't grow. Well, I say fuck all the time. And my podcast is one of the biggest ones out. Well, when I met Chris Stevens, like he, he started cussing. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where'd this come from? <laughs> Chris said Steve blocked me. Apparently I said something wrong. Hey, I, I respect Steve um, for what he does. But I, I don't think he's a fan of mine either. I don't know why, but, you know. Some people are just not fans of other creators' content, though. I mean, they just that's just them. I mean, it's kind of weird. Yeah. So it – whatever. It is what it is. It's funny, man. I'm not – I'm used to, like, looking at screens and clicking buttons and stuff. I'm not used to being on a show where my hands can be free, man. I'm sitting here. I don't know what to fucking do. Like, what do I do with my hands? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's awesome. So, um, what's your background? I know you said you started off in the kitchen refrigeration stuff. So can you just explain like your journey and what you've done? Yeah, sure. So I got a high school and, um, I wanted to go play football. Uh, I literally snapped my ankle. So my knee was facing forward and my foot was facing the other way. Um, so I lost my scholarship and I was like, fuck, what am I going to do now? Uh, I was also going, I wanted to go in the Marine Corps before that. And my whole family's Marines. My dad said, uh, no, he was like, I want you to go play football. You know, we've paid our debt to this country. I was like, okay, I got hurt, got healed up. <laughs> and then I went, you know, into the military. And then when I got out, I didn't know I was a knucklehead. I still did. I, I didn't use it for the proper purpose to learn anything, you know, all time passed. Um, so I got out. My dad said, either come work for me or get out of my house. I was like, I'm going to go work for you, buddy. Um, and uh, my dad worked for, so in Maryland, there was this restaurant train that they, they had changed names. It was called like um, uh, white coffee pots for like these little diners. And then it was horn and horn buffet. And then it was cactus Willie's buffet. And my dad took care of the maintenance for all these restaurants. So when I went to work for him, it was in-house. So we, we did all of the, the ovens, the fryers, you know, the, the steam wells, uh, everything, the electrical, the toilets. I mean, uh, the only thing we didn't work on was the soda machines because they had a, a contract for that. Other than that, we worked on everything in that place. And that's where I learned refrigeration, kitchen equipment, um, you know, and I, I loved it. I love working for my dad, but I got too big for my britches. Uh, I thought that, so I worked with my dad for, I want to say like four years and um, my dad taught me a lot, but I left him and I went to work for a big refrigeration company. And uh, when I first left my dad, I used to literally call, I was out there fucking shit up, bro. Like this is, it's, <laughs> I was destroying stuff. Uh, I would call my dad every call. Like, hey dad, I got this going on. I don't have power here. And my dad would be like, finally, he was like, are you going to give me half your paycheck at the end of the week? I'm like, what are you talking about, dad? He's like, son, you're never going to learn unless you fucking figure it out. He's like, so let's just emergency. Don't call me while you're at work. He's like, you want to talk about work? We'll talk about it afterwards. Click. And I'm like, motherfucker, like, what the hell? But that's the best thing he could ever did, man, because then I really started sticking my nose in the books. I really, I didn't want to ever go to a call again where I had no clue what was going on. So I worked at that refrigeration company and that's where I started doing like 
convenience store refrigeration, stuff like that. I worked my way up to go on the convenience, I mean, the uh, supermarket side where I did like the rack systems for like Costco's, Walmart's, all that kind of stuff. Mm. I did that for several years, loved it. I, the work was challenging. I really loved the work. Um, I, um, I just didn't like, you know, because we're in Maryland. We had some stores that were like in like Virginia, like Chantilly and stuff like that. It's like two hours away. You know, there were several times they called two o'clock in the morning and, you know, they got a, a half a million or a million dollars worth of product. It's not C at eight. It's, you know, you, you better get your ass here ASAP. And a couple of, there's one time I had to go change a compressor at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so, it's not a, you're sweating through the night. It's a, we have a ton of food here. And if you don't come, we'll find someone else. And we'll never call you guys again type work. Yeah, you know, and I do miss that kind of work because I did some really cool jobs. Like, you know, I I did work at a um, uh, bu- 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 uh, meat packing plant, like a slaughterhouse, mm-hmm. and obviously we did the refrigerations there, which was ammonia. That's that's the only time in my career I've ever worked on ammonia systems. Well, I take that back. It's that's one of the main times in the first time, but we also took care of. Um, in the in the actual slaughterhouse, so it's called Truith, so it's kosher, it's Jewish, which that place is a crock. I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, but we uh, took care of it. The, it. At the end of the cycle, it was a cleaning machine, like a high-pressured cleaning machine, and we actually took care of that for some reason. Um, but that, that was specialty. There's no manual for that, you know what I mean? Like you had to just figure it out as you went. But I thought it would be cool to watch a cow get slaughtered uh, it, it was not cool at all. Like it was actually pretty gruesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was like Saw stuff, you know, from the movie Saw. I was like, oh, I don't yeah. want to see it again. I've only been in one slaughterhouse and they weren't killing when I was in there, but I had to go walk. I had to go work on the walk-in. Just, I was just doing PM, so I had to clean coil or whatever. And they opened a big slider door and there's a track going across the ceiling. And I was like, oh, what's that? And they opened a door and there's half a cow's and they're cut right down the middle. And once I still has a head and his eyeballs are staring at you, but there's no skin. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's totally different, man. And if you look like the, most of them are built the way this was built, it had levels for those tracks. So yeah. it would just go down gradually and you get hit by one of those. You're, you're dead. I mean, you're. Fuck you up, yep. Yeah, there you're done. Stuff on them. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I know the whole thing about kosher is normally there was a rabbi when it would come in. Like the head would come in, it would lift up the backside, like clamp around its neck, and then he would do like his blessing and then literally slit its throat. Well, let's just say that there was Jewish holidays where the rabbi wasn't there. They were still doing it was Yeah, there was just one of the one of the the dudes up there like, Yeah, go fuck yourself, slip, you know. Um, but they really have good meat. They used to give us um I learned about that's where I learned about cuts of steak I didn't even know about, like uh, Delmonico cuts and different ones and I was like uh, it's when you get fresh meat like that it's fucking great well this place is like one of the places in my area well they're up north of me about an hour and a half but <laughs> they serve like they butcher like Wagyu like they import like Wagyu and like butcher and stuff and it was just crazy the the stuff I see there I was like holy shit you know I was young in my career I'd been doing refrigeration for like two years at this point and I was like what the hell am I getting into but you're talking about the, the rack stuff of like Costco and Walmart and stuff and Man, I am so intrigued by this stuff. I watch guys' videos. You know, I, I'm friends with Brett Wessel, and I watch, listen to his stuff. And I, you know, I follow Kevin. I look at his stuff and Corey Cruz and all those guys. And I'm like, man, I'm so intrigued by the stuff they do. But that's just my mind how it works. I always want to learn more. But I was like, man, I don't want to start over and learn something else. But I, I just watch those guys, and the stuff they do is just amazing. I'm like, you walk up to this controller, and 
you, you can shut valves off. You can throw it in a defrost. Tells you all your temperature points and would it acts it up. I'm like, that's cool. I mean, I have a lot of ovens that do that too. They map everything. You can get into them and they're touch screens and you can get into them and it, it tells you everything about them. So that's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I loved it. And like I said, that work was challenging. I love the work. Mm-hmm. And I did that. So I did commercial and stuff like that for more of my career than, than residential. Um, you know, in the, in the 20-something years, I would probably, well, maybe now it's 50-50. But uh, I loved all that stuff, man. And um, it was good. I just, I really just backed my way in to residential. And then I went to work at a company. And the fact that I'm a people person, for one, it was like, residential it's like this work is fucking easy you know what i mean i'm like i i can rock and you know my ladder staying on my truck i don't got to go out at midnight but i really liked the the people stuff you know helping people and and stuff like that and then i got good at it and you know i was able to do good in revenue and then i ended up doing you know i had like a, a three million dollar year in, in sales one time revenue and um you know and one thing i will say i did three million well it was 2.8 million to be exact i don't want you know go over but uh i never sold anybody anything they didn't need and that was as a technician i just offered things and tried to be really thorough and then i started to work my way up into management and um that's that's how i got to where i am now but that's why now i love the training part of it you know training our team and um i just want to be a good boss you know what i mean like i want to be the manager that i never had and i had some good ones don't get me wrong so that's kind of a, a figure of speech but I remember being on call and being stuck and going to call my my boss and I don't get an answer and you feel like alone or you feel stuck out there and and you know my team knows they can call me anytime and I'm gonna fucking answer my wife knows I don't care if we're sitting down to Thanksgiving dinner if one of the technician calls and says hey Gil I need you I'm answering the fucking phone you know yeah I respect that I mean I'm the same way I'm I'm not a manager but I do training for certain product lines from us across the country and uh I, I have two phones. I used to only have my work phone, but we changed owners and everything, and they start tracking everything. So I was like, oh, I better get a personal phone for all the social media stuff I do. They won't get in trouble. So, but I tell these guys, man, if I have them in class, I'm like, here's my phone number. Uh, my phone is always on. If I don't answer the first time, give me a couple minutes. I'll try to call you back as soon as I can. But I run tech support for product lines that I teach and other product lines across the board. Chris Stevens says he's uh, super interested in the home performance stuff right now. Please don't keep doing commercial. That's kind of that's kind of a weird path, though. I mean, most guys go from residential and then get to commercial and then go to refrigeration. You kind of went like backwards. It's kind of different, but it's cool, man. It's- yeah, it's 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 definitely weird. And I'll be honest if if I had to go back, like say, so I've you know I've worked my way up that I'm I'm the chief operating officer of an HVAC company. But let's just say worst case scenario this business folded or I had to leave or I had to go do something else and I had to go back in the field, I would go to a commercial company, you know? See, we do only commercial. I mean, there's some high-end houses that have like their zone, the business, so we can go in there and do stuff. They'll have commercial kitchens in there. Like we do work at Lucas Oil Estates, which is Lucas Oil Racing Products. They have a big, he bought a big mansion in Carmel, just north of Indianapolis. And they have a it looks like a garage and it's actually got a basement. There's a full kitchen in there, walk-in cooler, freezer, dish machine. It's like fully decked out. They have big parties. And it's just, he doesn't live there. He just has parties there and we go there and do work. But I mean, the biggest aspect of my job I love is dealing with customers. Like you'll have a customer's mad upset when you get there and I try to calm them down. And then once you fix it, 
even if you don't fix it, you explain it to them in a way they understand. They're like, they understand, they, they, they realize that you're a human and you're there to help them and they treat you totally different. I had one guy I was training. He, he'd been doing his job for 20 plus years and but he came to our company. So I had to train him on our way to do, you know, paperwork, the tablet, that kind of stuff. And he looked at me one day and thought I was crazy. He's like, does that customer know she's paying you to talk to her for five minutes? And I was like, she'd rather me talk to her for five minutes, treat her like a human being than just to be a robot. Your shit's broke and walk out the door. I was like, she doesn't care about that five minutes, dude. I was like, I greeted her, asked her how her day was going. I told her what we had to do or what we needed to do. She didn't care about that, man. To treat her like a human being and go a long way. It's building relationships, man. Like I always tell people, I don't care if you're in residential, commercial, industrial, it's, it's relationships. And it's, you know, if you worry about money, you'll never make it. You know, if you worry about the people you're taking care of, the business, whatever, money will come. So yep. it's, you know, you, you, you can't, yeah, you can't be that kind of person because then you are like a robot. You know what I mean? Hey, uh, your shit's up and running. Have a good day. Uh, okay. You know? Yep. There's Chris. He says he tells his employees he would gladly tell them to BS with the customers. It it just builds a relationship. Like you said, like I have customers that request me and the, the, my office is like, hey, he can't come for four or five days, maybe next week. And the customer's like, well, wait. If it's not something that's major important. And a lot of times I have customers call me directly. Like I have a school system. I do all their work and um, they call us, they call me directly and I tell the office, I'm like, Hey, this is, you know, such, such called and they want us to come out and they'll move my schedule around because it's a top three or four customer and they get their way. It's the same with the university I take care of. Um, I landed that account and then I've got too busy doing other stuff that I didn't get to go back. And the, the chef called me one day. He's like, Hey man, you know, I'm not getting the service I need. You know, you took care of us, blah, blah, blah. I was like, man, you just got to tell them if, you know, to get me back there, unless it's emergency and you want someone out there today and I can't come, then you can get somebody else. I said, but just tell them, Hey, request me only. And I said, I hate being that way, but I mean, I secured the customer. I think, you know, if they want me only, then they should have me only. It's just how I feel. I mean, I don't know how my boss feels about it, but it works out pretty good. Chris just said, I get offended when customers request me because it means they have no faith in my employees. And it's, it's funny you say that because well, I, when, but I, I know what you mean because when I was in the field, I loved being requested when people are like, I only want Gil, that's all I want. And it was hard to let go yeah. when I was no longer in the field. So then I had to portray, and that's where training became huge, where it's like, you know, I need to tell that customer that, hey, Timmy, you know, he's properly trained. I personally trained him. He's going to give you the same level of service that I get no matter who comes out, but I'm going to send Timmy out. And he's going to take care of you. I'm not saying Timmy like he's a fucking six-year-old. Um, but, but yeah. And, um, you know, and then he goes out and does a good job. And now they call and they, you know, request him. It hurts your feelings a little bit. It's like, man, they don't want me anymore. But it's, you have to do that. You know, it has to happen. I see Chris's side of it. And he's a little different because he's an owner, but he's still out there every day. He's fixing things. He's training techs. So I see his side of it too. Um, I'm just a technician. So, my ego likes it. So right now yeah. it is, but um, I, I try to get my guys that they need to take, they need to slow down. I've got three guys now, I'll have four coming up when sun starts, but I try to get these guys to slow down. Just quit, quit thinking of, I can get these calls and then go home. No, you know, if you're, you're the type of guy that only wants to work eight, nine hours a day, that's fine. But take the time to take care of the customers. Don't because she's got five calls and you think you got to do all five. You don't have to do all five. She just has them on there and hopes that you can do all five. Um, so take the time, take care of the customer, just talk to them. I mean, it goes a long way. Just yep. be, be a person. They're human beings too. 
don't just if you're having a bad day, don't let the customer show it. If this piece of equipment is kicking your ass, don't let the customer see it. Um, we there's things I work on all the time that I've never seen. I mean, I walk up to it and I look at it and I'm like, all right, I'm like, let's find someone that works you use this thing. I'm like, hey, turn this thing on. You know, let me see what's going on. I'm, I need to see how you guys turn it on. You know, make sure it's not an issue. So yeah, Chris is right. One call at a time. That's a big key. Don't don't rush through it, man. There's another day to get the job done. Yeah, we may be backed up, but take care of the customer. And if you don't know what you don't know, sometimes people just want you to be honest. And, you know, obviously I'm in the residential game now, but all of our technicians, I take quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah, so we provide a premium service. So we are a little bit more expensive, but it's because of that. You have my technicians or our technicians undivided attention while they're at your house. And yep. They're going to do everything that needs to be done at your house, get it up and running, do what they got to do, and then they're going to move on to the next one. And guess what? If they only get three calls done that day, but they get it done to the standards that we've set, win-win. Yep, I appreciate the thing. I'd rather it be done right, the customer happy and taken care of than to get an extra two calls done a day and then you got to go back on because you rushed through it and you didn't see it finished or you know, you missed something. So what's Dave Jensen will say? Jay... Dave, especially now in the day of contactless invoicing, had a Harry's Tech come out, took care of the issue, but I had no idea what exactly was done and how much until getting a late payment notice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. A lot of guys, we're contactless too, but I always make sure I talk to the highest manager there. Um, I do the same thing. When I walk in, I find I go to the counter. I never walk behind the counter to a restaurant. Um, I always wait at the counter. Uh, if there's a line, I wait through the line. That's just how I do it. And I ask for a manager and someone goes, oh, I'm the shift leader. I'm like, okay, do you know what's going on with this piece of equipment? No. I'm like, well, find me. You know, Can I speak to someone else? And I'll get someone else. So I always try to find the highest manager available to check in and check out with. And they don't sign our phones anymore just because of COVID. We haven't had anybody. Everything's on our phone, and uh, no one signs it anymore. So I uh, you know, I make sure I tell them, hey, you know, what's your name? And explain anything to them. Um, you know, we're still contactless due to COVID. You know, I'm going to write your name right here. Is that cool? And then make sure that they're okay with it and write sign their name and go about the business. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's it's a weird world that we're living in, man. It's one of those things, like I say in the military, you got to adapt and overcome. You know, it's just, it's also about your mood, man. When people go to work every day and you just kind of have that piss poor, sour puss attitude, it just, it makes everything harder, man. You know, just when you walk into a customer, whether it's residential, commercial, whatever, and you just walk in with a smile on your face, you know, hey, how you doing today? You know what I mean? Like, you know that something's down. You know, in your line of work, like a homeowner, obviously it sucks because they're AC. Most people have one. Um, they're uncomfortable. In your business, maybe it's a fryer or an oven or something important. So just having a little bit of decency goes a long way. You know, it's not even just about your technical ability. Just be a good person. That's what I always say. Like hiring people, like you can teach people how to work on this stuff. You can't teach them to not be a shitbag. I mean, you, you know what I mean? I want to do a class for, I mean, we're a... We're in 29 market, 29 branches in like 29, 27 states. But I think that part of the onboarding process, we should have a soft skills class, like teach people how to interact with other people. Because a lot of people, especially, I'm not calling anybody out, but some of the older guys are grumpy and just like, hey, you know, walk in, what's broke, fix it, it's fixed, leave. I mean, those days are gone. These people want to know what you've done. You know, you're sending them a bill for $900,000, $2,000. They want to know what they're getting for their money. And so I think in my line of business, there should be a soft skills class. And I think it'd probably benefit, you know, your line of business too. I mean, people don't know how to talk to people and it, it's, it's, it's a struggle. So, yeah, no, 
They Greg, don't. Gregory Bowles, you're just so your hot side transitioning into cold side too. Um, your biggest tip is have some patience, man. When I first transitioned, because I started off hot side only and went to refrigeration, picked it up, is take your time and don't get in a rush, man. You can turn an oven on, it's going to cycle up to 10 to 350 degrees, you know, three or four times in five, 10 minutes. You do a walk in cooler and it's not going to get down to temperature overnight. You never know. You sometimes you got to call back or come back. So take your time, man. It's a learning curve. Have fun with it, though. Yeah, see, I always did both. I never, I know some people that only did just hot or just refrigeration, but most of the places I did, we did, well, I can't say that. Most of the time we we did both sides, but there was some times where we wouldn't touch the kitchen equipment. And I don't miss having, you know, arm hair, like, you know, fryers, grease when I change the inserts, yeah, having the grease in my arm hair and stuff. Yeah. I want, I want to do a sleeve tattoo, but I'm scared to do it because it's going to get destroyed. My arms are nothing but scabs, burns, cuts. Oh. I'm a terrible person. Like, I got to do a grill thermostats tomorrow. I got two grills. Well, two thermostats changing a big grill at a at a burger place, and my arms gonna be bleeding by the time I'm done because I don't want to take it all tear apart and jam my arm in there. I'll just loosen up what I can and force my arm in there to get to the other bolts and tear them out. I mean, it's it's my own impatience, but I mean, I'll deal with it. Yeah, I, well, I'll have a. I got some tattoos. This I have some tattoos on this arm, but uh, this will be sleeved out by the time AHR comes. Nice, nice. There's there's a really good artist. I mean, he's like, there's a couple of good people around me that are pretty well known and do some really cool stuff. And my wife booked me an appointment with one, and I canceled just because I was like, man, I can't spend two to five thousand dollars on an arm and then have it just destroyed from heat and scratches and everything else. Yeah, I got a buddy of mine who um he's a good tattoo artist, so I go to him, and he's I'm one of those people. I go to friends because. I rather give them my money and I like their quality of work, not because I get a discount. People are like, oh, was he hooked you up? I'm like, no, I don't even ask him. No, I'm the same way. If my friends do something, I would pay full price. I respect what they do. I respect their hustle. I'm not trying to get a discount, man. Um, I've had people like, oh, it's this much. You know, you're a friend. I'm like, no, I have a friend that did some stuff for me for free. And I knew how much he did the work for. And I ended up just giving him the money. He was like, no, I'm not taking it. I'm like, no, you're taking it, dude. I was like, your time's worth something. Uh Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting yelled at. It's all good. That's funny, but yeah, I never beat anybody up on what they charge. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, people always like, "Why don't you start doing work on your own?" I'm like, "Man, I don't want to. I don't want to be involved in that part of the money. Like, we don't even take we don't even take cash payment. Like, if we have we have we call them COD payment COD customers, but really we preauthorize credit card for a certain amount. There's like I don't take a check or nothing. We we run your credit card. Say if you know, if you're, we know it's going to be like a certain amount, we'll hit you for $500 just to come out and then we'll hit you for the rest afterwards. If you don't like that, we'll call somebody else. We're not going to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, most of the time in commercial, you have like a 30, 60 day net. Sometimes you get 90, but yeah. to be honest, dealing with that side of it, that's what I, I try to get out to people is I think everybody should own their own business. <laughs> if that's what you want to do, because it, you can get some benefits, but it's not easy. If you think you're going to open a business because you're going to make so much more money and you're going to have all this free time. You're doing it for all the wrong reasons. That's yeah. not what happens. You know, um, when you first do it, you're going to make less than you did working for somebody else. And I always say this, I feel like a broken record, but it's the truth is you can be the best fucking technician in the world, but it doesn't mean you're going to be a good business owner. It's two totally different skill sets. Some of the best business owners I know were horrible fucking technicians. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a, a different different breed. I mean, I 
I don't want to do it, but I, people are like, oh, you should do it. I'm like, no, I, I don't want to do it, man. I get treated pretty well where I'm at. They take care of me, so I'm not going to – I don't want to turn my back on them. I mean, they've, they – I'm, I'm pretty well taken care of. I can't complain, man. <laughs> Yeah, if you have somewhere you're happy, you have good benefits and your stuff like that, then it, it's it's all good. Like me, I'm happy being the right-hand man right now. I got, you know, a good young friend. I, we say we're partners, but he's the owner. I'm not. I, I just run the company for him. He's the owner. Um, but he takes care of me. He pays me damn good. He pays me very well. Um, and yeah, I, I, I run the day-to-day operations of the company. Uh, and then I have my other little side hustles. I have another business with my brother. I got the podcast. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm I'm good. If I was younger, I do wish I would have started my own company back in the day. Me and my dad always talked about it, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I, I don't think it interests me. I mean, I do, I, I, it, it sounded cool, but I don't think I could do it. So Chris says, my biggest struggle is running the business. I have a tough, he's thought about working for someone else many times. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that, especially still being a technician, man. I mean, you have such a high standard for what Chris does. I, I could see it being kind of rough. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> I always, Chris always posts out these hiring stuff. I'm like, man, if it wasn't California, dude, if it wasn't California. <laughs> I want to go out there and help him with the system in his house, man, just to go hang out with him and chill in California for a little bit. I, I, I told him, I said, man, I, I might try to come out there. I'll get a hotel or whatever and help him put the system in his house because his winners are a lot in California are a lot better than the winners in Baltimore. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I know he's talking about doing. He wants to do a pretty, pretty high, pretty high tech system in his house. He's I see he's been making posts about it and stuff, and he's got a lot of good friends that could probably do it for him. So that'd be pretty cool. Go out there and hang out with Chris. And I don't do residential, so I'd come out and just hang out and bullshit. But that's I, what I'm saying. It, it would be a good time to just to go out and just help him. Even if I was only there for like a day or two, just chill. We can make some good content together, have a good time. I didn't mean to interrupt you. My fault, dude. Uh, you're good. Uh, I wouldn't be able to go to California without my wife, so it'd be a little more expensive for me. But <laughs> I always tell him um, I'm friends with Brent Ridley from Tool Pros, and he does that Miracle Mechanical, which is pretty cool. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I don't do anything residential, but if there's ever anything I can do, I will come down and help you just to help you because I think it's an awesome thing they do. Yeah. Brent's, Brent's a good dude, man. He... um. I, I got to go to the local Lowe's to see if I can see his thing here. It's gone, man. I went looking for it. Oh, my camera shut off again. I'll just keep talking. It'll, I'll get it back on in a second. Stupid. <laughs> can contest. Yeah, I'll win. Come on back on. There it goes. It beeped, and I'm back. I'll have to update software and see if I can take that out of it. It's driving me nuts. I did use my, um, my GoPro because I can live stream from it, and it wasn't too bad, but this camera has such a better picture. It's just trying to figure that out. You found Brent? <laughs> I looked and I realized it was too late when I, by the time I looked. I was going to try to steal one because when I get my office, I wanted to hang it up on the wall and be like, I got Brent Ridley. He's got my back, you know? <laughs> yeah, Brent's cool, man. Like, I, I've been talking to Brent for years, but I finally met him for the first time in Vegas. Yeah. Um, so Vegas was awesome, dude. I got to meet a lot of people for the first time. Like, you know, I've met a good core of guys, but, you know, got to meet Brent and his wife, which was awesome. Um Craig, AC Service Tech, which I've watched that guy's videos for years. That was awesome. Greg Fox from Fox Family. Like, quite a few people that I weren't expecting to be that I got to meet. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, I, I hung out with Brent and a bunch of other people at the RLS meetup. They had a meetup, and we get, the RLS gave away a press fitting to a, um, a pretty good, pretty cool guy. They gave him a, a gun and, like, so much money for fittings, and it's worked out pretty good. But, 
man, I met so many guys that day. I met um, a lot of plumbers. Like I follow a ton of plumbers now. I met like Jeff Jadim, um, HVAC guy. I met uh, Michael Flynn, Omar the plumber. And I was like, oh, I was like, I follow you guys. I was like, can I get a picture, man? I was like starstruck. And I keep talking about Dave, but Dave's like, dude, get a picture with these guys. He's like, they're just normal guys, man. They just have big followings and they're all cool. So I started getting pictures with them and meeting them. And guys like, oh, what's your name? Like, oh, I don't follow you. And they'd look me up like, okay, follow, you know, I follow you now. And they start my you know, so I get they get notifications from me. I was like, "Holy shit, this is insane!" <laughs> All right, I was able to in the comment. Um, yeah, yeah, it's so long. Yeah, I, I don't consider myself an influencer. I mean, someone said that to me one day, and I was like, uh, "I don't have any influence." <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have more than you think, man. Sometimes it, even if the influence is small, as it goes, it gets bigger and bigger. Like I, um. You know, I think it's funny when I hear other people, you know, talking about me and stuff like that. And it's uh, it, whatever, man. It's uh, it's just cool to be able to help other people. And like like Chris said, to be able to make friends in the industry and, and talk to people. And now some of these guys like, you know, me and Chris talk not all the time. You know, he's busy and does other things. But like uh, Tersh Blissett from the HV um, uh, Service Business Mastery podcast, me and Tersh talk all the time. You know what I mean? He's become a really good friend. And uh, yeah, that's the best because you're, you're like-minded people. You're in the same industry. You're going through the same stuff. And uh, it's amazing some of the friendships you, you can make through this and you don't even live in the same state. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I, that's definitely been a huge case. Like I said, man, I've met all these guys I've been friends with. I've talked for a couple of years and finally went to AHR and I met them in person, talking to them in person. And I was like, I like I'd known them for years. And I really had just because you talk on instagram or facebook or over text message or phone doesn't mean you're not friends i mean it's 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 pretty cool dude everyone every, there's a piece of the pie out here for everybody else so a lot of people don't fight and i mean yeah there's occasionally drama but i mean it is what it is i try to steer clear of that but i used to be a pretty big troll and i've kind of cut that out of my life because i got in some trouble <laughs> yeah well when i first started podcasting there's you know i won't go into that the whole story about who i started with and yeah, i was and listened. <laughs> yeah, that was a bunch of drama, and it was good to get away from. Which I'm, I'm done with that. I, you know, but, um, and I, I do feel like, I think when I first started, there was some people that said that they wanted to see me do well, but they didn't, you know, because like they would say one thing and their actions did other, and I just never wanted to be that way because it's not a pissing contest. You know what I mean? Like we're all. We're all doing the same thing. That's why I'm willing to help anybody. You know, I don't know everything, but if I can help you, like, save you a couple of bucks and a few headaches from shit that I messed up or, you know what I mean? Or I bought this and it didn't work. Like, you know, Chris too. Like, I remember when Chris hit me up saying, hey, I want to start this channel. And dude's fucking tearing it up. He's got a million subscribers now. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing it longer than him. Am I mad that he has a huge YouTube channel? No, Chris is my boy. I'm glad to see him do well, and that's the way it should be. Um, you know, like the Tactical Awards, people were like, oh, Gil, were you were you upset that you weren't nominated for the, the best podcast? And I'm like, not at all. You know, for one, I didn't even podcast that much last year. You know, I wasn't even out that much, and I don't give a shit. All those guys are good dudes. You know what I mean? The HVAC jerks won. They're great guys. More power to them. The only bad thing about Chris is he always costs me a bunch of money because he has all these fancy tools. And I end up buying them. <laughs> that's funny. That's my that's my thing. I mean, I'll see a tool. I'm like, ooh, it's shiny. And I want it. And I end up buying it. My wife's like, how much does this cost? <laughs> well, see how you want. I'm just letting you know. And Chris will agree with to this. Chris, 
uh, you you listen to this guy. I know Chris will agree. The more you start doing podcasts, how you are with tools is how you're going to be with fucking podcast and filming gear. Because I was a tool whore, and now I got to have like this camera or uh, this mixer or or this computer. It, it gets bad. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's like this camera we had. My wife's had because she used to do a little bit of photography just to play around with, and so I just I was like, hey, I'll just use this for now until I find something else out. But um. But yeah, I, I already see it. Like I said, I'm a terrible person when it comes to spending money. I'm, I, I always want the best, and I don't research it. I'm like, oh, let's buy this, let's buy this, and now I'm like, I'll try to edit videos and stuff. And this computer I have's been giving me some fits. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go build like a four thousand dollar gaming PC. And I was like, no, you're not. I'm like, why? I need it. She's like, well, show me some return on investment. And I was like, well, we will long term. Yeah, that's funny. Chris, Chris said, "Ha ha, my bad. I just filmed a van tour, so open your wallet, Pat." <laughs> Man, I wish I had control of my veins and I'd be all packed out and stuff on the wall. But we we get the cheapest shelving kit out there and I try to jam stuff in there and make it work. Yeah. But my problem is I have so many parts. I work on so many different things and it's just uh, I don't have roof tools. I think I have stuff stacked up on the floor. I need to do a better job with that. So the Roadcaster 2 Pro is awesome. The Roadcaster 2 Pro is fucking awesome. I love this thing. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't. You can do all that with it? Yeah. Uh, hey, all. announcement, uh, spill on all four, spill on all four. Can we get that cleaned up? Thank you. That's awesome, man. Don't make me. See, that's my problem. Just like when I bought my GoPro 8, like three weeks later, the GoPro 9 came out. So I bought this Procaster, and now like three months later, the Procaster 2 is out. I'm like, oh, come on now. Yeah, and I had no idea that it was coming out because I don't pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. But when I saw it, I was like, I have to have that. Um, plus, I need to buy things for the podcast for tax write-off purposes. Um, and it worked out because the other one, I, I, I have some things where I want to, um, uh, I have some of, I'm not buying any more of these. I have the pod mics. And now I can use that mixer because I'm going to some schools. I have it set up where I'm going to podcast live from some trade schools. That's cool. uh, so now, yeah, I, I'm, I'm waiting to order a case. So now I'm going to have a setup to be able to take with me. So it, it, it made sense. But I'm, I'm glad I made this because, to be honest, they're two different things. Like, they're similar, but they really did, like, redo this and revamp things because some of the things in this are, it blows the old one away. Yeah, that's cool. I'll, I'll look into it. I'm going to deal with this for a uh, <laughs> See. Yeah, you're good, man. I want to get involved. There's a program called Skills USA. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's um, it's a high school and a vocational program, and it's a competition. It's a yearly competition thing. They go this year, last month they were in Atlanta and had a big competition. It's like it's you think it's just based on trades, but really it's like hairdressers, it's dog grooming, it's people fixing furnaces, residential appliances. They're trying to build the commercial side of it for appliances and HVAC. So look into that, man. It's a pretty cool thing. They have a charter in every state, so maybe something to look into. I want to get into it and try to promote my side of it and then maybe interview some kids, but I uh, I lost track of time and didn't put it in my quest soon enough, and I didn't have anybody to cover my area because I'm just so short staff. So um, next year, I'm definitely going to go to the conference, but it's SkillsUSA, and it's everywhere, so it's, it's something to check out. I'm, I look forward to working with them. Um, one of the guys that's the trainer for Cefesa, he actually is on the board and helps like judge and stuff, so that's pretty cool. Hmm. I'll check that out, dude. I definitely want to be able to give back, man. It's um, That's why I do this. I love going to the high schools and letting these kids know that college doesn't have to be the only option. You know what I mean? Yeah, I did that with my son. I kind of felt bad like you. He was he was a 
he was probably he could have played D one school somewhere. He wouldn't have gone for free. I'd have been paying for it, but he could have played D one ball somewhere. And um, COVID hit, so he didn't get the in person visits. He didn't get you know the woo, you know, you know them, you know, you know, wanting them and that kind of stuff. So it was all video conference. He's like, this is stupid. I'm not going to it. So he kind of gave him on football. And he talked about going to school, and I just told him, I was like, dude, you're a, you're a party boy, man. I'm like, I know what's going to happen. I said it's going to cost you thousands of dollars. You're going to get kicked out, and you're still going to be on the hook for that money. I was like, I'm just warning you. And I don't know if I did the right thing. Kind of scared him off. I was like, man, you can make a lot of money in the trades, and you know, I start telling him what I actually make, and he's like, oh. Oh, and he was trying to get on as a lineman, but it's just taking too long, and he's just sick of waiting on um, everything to come together. So he's going to start with me next week. So I'm anxious to see where it's going to lead. But my youngest has always said he wanted to work with me for the last couple of years, and uh, he's always pretty good. Like he, he just got his license, and we had to work on the car, and the AC compressor went out, the seal went out, and the bearing and the seal went out, and it lost all charge and locked up. And I was like, hey, we got to change this, and it's a nightmare. And I was like, you're driving this car. You're going to do it. And I showed him where it was at, and – I checked the charge and it was all gone. So I was like, okay, pull that off here. And he pulled it off, changed it. And we pulled a vacuum on it, got it down to like 400 microns, charged it back up. And he's rolling around in AC now. So <laughs> nice. Well, like I said, man, even if they don't get into it, man, the trades, as long as they learned how to be mechanical and use their hands, it's, it, it's good. Not telling kids don't go to college. I'm not saying that by any means, but go for a hard skill. If you're going to get a degree, okay, what are you going to do with that degree? Don't just, I'm getting, like, I hear it all the time. I'm getting a business manager degree. Okay. What business are you going to manage? Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's, that's, that's not, that's not how you gamble in your life, dude. That, that's, that's a waste of money and a bullshit degree unless you're getting it for a purpose. The high schools are so driven to force these kids to college and it's, it's not the place for everybody, man. It's, it's, it seems like it's just, I, I, I'll say, I think it's just a racket, a money racket scheme. I mean, unfortunately I hate to say it that way, but I, that's why I feel like it is. They just force these kids where if you want to be something in your life, you have to go to school. And that's not the case, man. I mean, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm probably in the top two or 3% of my class as far as money earning. I mean, I work a lot, but even if I didn't do it, I'd still be up above most everybody I went to school with that went to college even. Yeah. I, well, I, I got a cube, a few kids I went to school with that are pretty loaded, but that's because mommy and daddy had money. So they, they were set from the get-go. Yeah, there were some kids. That, there's a, I think I had one or two doctors and maybe – I know one kid was a lawyer and he got disbarred for doing some dumb shit. So. <laughs> well, it's funny. And, and they think high school – like when you're in high school, like I, I was – like I tell my son, like I was that jock. I was the prom king, the homecoming king. Like I, I, I was all that stuff. But in the real world, that means nothing. It means no, nobody gives a fuck. When you go for a job interview, it's not like, oh, oh my God, you were the prom king? Oh, we'll hire you. Yeah. No, no, nobody cares. And I said, all those kids that were, you know, you were making fun of or you called them nerds, it's fine. They're laughing now when they're living in their big house, driving their Mercedes, being like, you may have been cool for those four years, but now in the real world, who's laughing at who? You know what I mean? Like, it's not that important. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to keep you much longer. I know you had stuff you want to do tonight. Um, but I appreciate you coming on. Um, you want to tell these guys about the podcast, where to find you at, and all your information, man. This guy has a great podcast. If I mean, I don't do residential, and I don't own a business, and I listen to this dude religiously. As soon as I see one come up, I click on it, and I listen to it driving around. So he knows his stuff, and it's always good. There's great people on there all the time. So where can we find you, Gil? I appreciate that, man. Yeah, so pretty much if you search HVAC on Central, any platform, you will find me. Uh, uh Video podcast comes out every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. It's into my Facebook group. So on Facebook, HVAC Uncensored Nation, that is my group. Um, HVAC Uncensored on Instagram and then on YouTube. 
and uh, every Monday the audio version. So it's kind of like, you know, like me and Pat did our video what like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Three or so, probably, yeah. Yeah. So the 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 videos come out, and then the audio is a couple of weeks behind it. But uh, yeah, I talk about a little bit of everything, man. It's um, so I am in the residential game, so I try to give tips to technicians and help people in, in business or management. So it's a little bit of everything, um, but I like to bring different people on and cover different stuff. And now I'm starting to do the hangouts like last night where uh, I wanted to get back to them, come on and just talk and meet people, uh, give some things away. So if something you guys are interested in, uh, yeah, check out HVAC Uncensored. I, I would appreciate it. Well, if you do another uh, hangout, let me know. Uh, I was uh, I had a big Jeep event. We do a big Jeep event every year for the benefits to local animal shelters, and that's how I was at. But I came in towards the tail end, but I was in uh, no shape to be uh, on a podcast. So everyone check uh, Gil out and uh, give him a follow and check him out. So, all right, guys, we're going to get off here. Take care, guys. See you.